Welcome to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. My name is Rebecca Whitman, and I'm a success mentor. I believe there are seven pillars of success. Your spiritual life, your physical fitness, your emotional, romantic, mental, social, and finally, your financial life. When you get all seven areas in alignment, you are balanced, beautiful, and abundant. I learned this the hard way. I've always made money. Unfortunately, I spent so much time making money that I never had time for the rest of my life. So, despite not having financial worries, I was never happy. I wanted romance, but I didn't have time to date. I wanted to be in great shape, but I couldn't find a moment to go to the gym. I wanted a more spiritual life, but I didn't meditate. That also takes time. I wanted to read great books and fill my mind with deep thoughts, but I never made the time. I wanted a great social life, not just going to work-related events. Emotionally, I was a wreck because my life was totally out of balance. Today, I earn more money than I ever have in my life, and I work only part-time. I have the relationship of my dreams. I'm in the best physical shape of my life. I'm spiritually grounded. I feel fulfilled mentally, socially, and emotionally. My life is in perfect alignment. This podcast will help you discover where your life is out of balance. My mission is to support you in achieving work-life balance so that you can have more fun and freedom in life. On my show, you will get to learn from experts in all seven areas of abundance. My guests have achieved tremendous success in their zone of genius. Are you ready to go to a level 10 in all seven areas of life? You got this. Hi, Donna Bowling. Welcome to the Balanced Beautiful Abundance Show. Hello, Rebecca. And I love the name of that show. Balanced, beautiful, abundant. It's like, who doesn't want those three things exactly. in their life? If you're balanced, beautiful, and abundant, you have everything you want in life. Like, what? I think so. So that's, <laughs> that is the goal. That's why people listen to the show. So I love me, that. Let me tell my listeners a little bit about you. You got an amazing bio. So Donna Bowling is a personal branding coach, a motivational speaker, and an award-winning casting director. As a casting director, she worked for major networks like Disney, ABC, and Fox. As an acting coach, she worked with actors, parents of child actors, and kids. And this is how she discovered her passion for coaching. Mm -hmm. She is also the host of the Amp It Up podcast for Motivated Entrepreneurs. So Donna, tell us a little bit about your story. I know we were talking uh, before we hit record a little bit how you went from being a casting director to an acting coach to a personal branding expert. How did you make your transition? Tell us about your, your path, your journey. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, it's like all of us, right? It's a, it's like a twisted, turny roller coaster of a journey. Um, I never thought I would do anything other than what I was doing, which was casting. I didn't go to school for any specific purpose. I got a sociology degree, which kind of is like one of those one size fits all type of degrees from UC Santa Barbara. And then I immediately entered casting when I was 21 years old. I started working as an intern. Um, and I did that for many, many, many years. And I worked in various offices and I was the youngest casting director on a TV show for a while at 27 years old. I was casting a big show for Disney. 
And while on paper, it sounded great, looked great, um, while there were amazing aspects to it, I started to realize as I was continuing through that there was something that was missing. I don't know if it was just the idea of um, not feeling like I had that much creative control. Um, When you're in casting, there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen. You know how it is, Rebecca, right? Lots of cooks in the kitchen. And I felt a little bit like I was... I was just kind of one of the many people in making these really big decisions. I also didn't like that I didn't have autonomy over my life. Um, I didn't have control, really. I mean, we could kind of make our own hours. But I remember one time, I'll never forget this, my grandmother, she's old. She's still alive, thank God. But she was in her 90s in Israel. And my mom um, was going to go visit her with my entire family. And I wanted to go. And I was going to go for 11 days and I had a partner, a casting partner, and she was managing the show and the show was on hiatus. It was like chill. And I went to Israel. And while I was in Israel, I had to get on a Zoom call with my with the producers, because how dare I leave the office? And I was like, this is not for me. This is not for me. I can't do it. So there was stuff like that. And then I became an agent for a year because I was thinking maybe I'm craving that stability, the commission that you make when you book someone like the the benefits, you know, like all these things that I thought I didn't get in casting because in casting you're freelance and you're, you know, job to job, just like an actor. Right. And I hated that too. Cause all of a sudden I was stuck in an office, which is funny because I work in my office and I love my office. But at the time I was in an office you know, feeling like all eyes on me have to be here until 630. I was spending my days like scrolling social media, um, missing my kids growing up. And I realized like enough is enough. So then I was out of work right when I was, I was 37 years old. I'm 40 now turning 41 this year. And I was out of work thinking, okay, I'm just going to look for the next job. It was around pilot season thinking it was going to come in. And all of a sudden I got really, really sick. This is like kind of a story. Sorry, but I got really sick and I was laying in bed with 103 fever and it was a Monday and I'm a doer. Like I wake up early, I work out, I go, 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 go. And I felt so unproductive and I felt so depressed just being sick and not making any money. And I was in debt because I always made money and I had two kids at home and I had a nanny because I assumed I would go back to work. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? I was living my life like a real housewife. I was going out and working out every day, like living like la la la. And I really just had a moment where I was like, I'm starting a business. I need to take control. And I started a business um, to coach actors, primarily young actors. And I just announced it, created a website with 103 degree fever and got my first client that day. And so that was my first foray into entrepreneurship, which of course ended up pivoting out of actors. Wow. You are such a master manifester. Like who (laughs) creates a business with a fever and gets a client? I love it. You know what it is? It's confidence. That's all it is. It was just, I was confident. I shared it confidently. I got lucky. You got swagger, sister. That's, (laughs) That's for sure. You got swagger. So how do you deal with your fear of failure? How do you just start businesses, become a branding expert, go on Clubhouse, like go on live and all the things you do on Reels? What gives you, how do you get, yeah, either get confidence or get over your fear of failure? Because I'm sure you have that little voice in your head sometimes saying like, what if this doesn't work? I mean, I do always. I don't think that voice goes away. I think it's always going to be there. It's just like, are we listening to it? Or are we moving past it? I was just saying yet this morning I had a segment 
on Clubhouse in that Breakfast with Champions room. I do a uh, bi-weekly segment there. So I was speaking about my YouTube channel. And this is so interesting because I've always wanted a YouTube channel, but it always felt too much. It felt like a lot of production went into it. You have to have your certain camera. You can't just do holding your phone like that. You know, there's a lot of bells and whistles. You watch other people's YouTube with all the sound effects and this and that. And I was like, I can't, I'll never be able to make it good enough. And then all of a sudden I realized what is good enough anyway, that's a moving target. I have zero subscribers on my YouTube channel. This would be the time that I could practice with really, really kind of crappy content. And I started creating and now I have 10 videos and I have 37 subscribers, which for me is uh, my lucky number, by the way, 37. But for me, you know, I've really started marketing it in the last like three days. So people are subscribing and I'm starting to get more confident around it. And I still am kind of embarrassed by it because it's not that great, but you can only get better if you try. You can't get better without trying. So you just have to move past it. I mean, I am a, an anxious person. Trust me. I struggle with anxiety. I struggle with panic attacks. I am not at all. But I also just, I'm just like a, a go-getter, I guess. I don't know. I think I, I think some people just have that kind of in them. Like, I can suck, but I still want to try it. So you feel the anxiety. You feel feel the fear of failing and what if this video nobody watches it no it doesn't land but you just do it anyway I love that yeah because I mean I think what happens is we assume that everyone's watching like this <laughs> right like and I'm, I'm holding my eyes up like 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 beams on us and here's why I know that that's not the case you know how on your stories you always have the same people that you always see that watch like religious, right? Like your yes. friends or whatever. They watch religiously your stories. And I will be talking about a program that I'm about to launch 24 seven. I'm talking about it nonstop. And then I'll go get drinks with my friend. And she's like, what are you up to? And I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm launching. And she's like, what do you mean? What are you, what are you launching? I'm like, aren't you watching my stories? <laughs> we watch everything so fast. We score, yeah. we scroll through we're not really paying attention. I have a friend who she calls herself an aggressive liker. She just goes on Instagram and double taps everything. I'm like, you like something that you shouldn't be liking. You know, she'll just go and like, I think that's how we are as a society. And so we assume that everyone is all eyes on us. Yeah. But in reality, everyone's like 0.2 eyes on maybe us, <laughs> you know? There's a lot. There's a lot of stimuli coming at us and we're not hyper-focused on anyone. That's a good way to get over it too. It's like people aren't really obsessed with us. We're obsessed with ourselves, but people are not as obsessed with us. So how can people identify their purpose? I know that was something you mentioned on your website. Do you have a question or a formula or any advice? Yeah. I mean, I think purpose is such a scary like topic, right? I think that actually used to really throw me off when I was in a, because I went through a period when I was working in casting where I knew there was something else. I'll never forget this. So my husband's a camera operator. He's a, um, he's a DP camera operator, mostly in the reality space. And I'll never forget this. I came home from work. It was 2012. I was pregnant with my, my first and I was so like, not motivated by my business, my job as in casting. And I came home and I walked outside and my husband was on hiatus because you know this business. He was painting our fence. We just bought our house. So he was painting the backyard fence, listening to music, drinking a beer. I don't even know. And I was like, I have a question. Do you like what you do? And he's like, camera? 
I said, yeah. And he goes, I love it. And I remember thinking to myself, like, something's wrong with me. I don't love what I do. And he's like, well, maybe you just don't like the show or maybe you just don't like these producers or this project, whatever. And I was like, yeah, but I don't really think I like what I do at all. Like, I'm not passionate about it. And then I realized as I kind of went along this journey where I was like really trying to find what is my purpose, I stopped like paying attention to how my body felt. I stopped paying attention to where my energy went. And I started to realize like what was draining me is not my purpose or my passion, but what excites me, what energizes me is like, follow the light, right? Follow the light. What excites you? Well, I love talking to people. What excites you? I love coaching. What excites you? I love going online and being on social media. I love marketing myself. I love creating content. I love video. I love, I love moving my body. I love, you know, all these things. And then you kind of find it. And I think so many people want to define that so early and they, don't have the answer. So they feel really frustrated and they just want to go into a hole. I think we just have to kind of let, let things lie and you'll find it. Like take the pressure away. It's so funny because Abraham Hicks, one of my favorite spiritual teachers says your life purpose will find you. You don't have to go out seeking for it. Just be happy and your life purpose will find you. So that's kind of what you're saying. I find that with so many things. I find that with so many things, money, um, you know, purpose, love, relationships, friendships, collaborations, jobs. Like we spend so much time putting that energy out. I told you I was having lunch with a friend of mine who's an actor yesterday and it's such a tough business. And I told him, he was like, I'm so, you know, focused on getting the job and getting this and getting the agent. And I'm like, okay, I get it. But at the same time, you're obsessive over it. Like all your energy is going towards it. It's pushing it away. Yeah. It's like almost relief, relieve yourself from pushing it, like from forcing it and just like move into what feels good and they'll find you. It's a weird, I don't know. It's tricky because to say that Rebecca, like at the same time, it also feels like, you know you can't just sit back and let the phone ring. Right. So it's a weird kind of balance. Speaking of balance. Yeah. Cause you're also into massive action. Cause I was on the clubhouse room the other day where you're like, I don't want to be it. I want to do it all. So it's all, I think it's like, it's a paradigm shift where I'm going to take action. I like to say that I'm in the action business and God is in the results business. Ooh! I get to take all the action that lights me up and that's fun, but then I got to keep my hands off the results and just do it for just the joy of doing the action. Like you love producing content and wherever it lands and whoever it attracts, look at me. I was attracted to your content on Clubhouse. You didn't plan mm. this. Yeah. And, you know, when you were, I always think like when I was seven, because I think that's also a really good exercise is think about you at seven. Yeah. Do you remember what you wanted to do when you were seven? I wanted to be an actress. Okay. So let me ask you a question. What about acting did you love? Well, I fell in love with the show Gilligan's Island and I wanted to be like Ginger. <laughs> she was glamorous and beautiful and she had uh, confidence. So I think it was more who she was being than the actual job of acting. See, that's the thing. It's like we think that we want something, but in reality, when you break that down, you realize like that isn't the part that we actually really want. We like the aspect of, you know, that character or something that they're doing or the personality of that person right. um, rather than what they are. Like when I was seven, I created a show, a TV show called the Donna Diamond show. And it was 
you know, with my camcorder, my stepdad's camcorder was a, with the literal VHS tapes inside. You guys, you remember those, right? Like yeah. on your shoulder. I mean, he had it so that like, he didn't even like set up the eyepiece where you could look straight. So we would film like this. Um, he, we had like this little, this camcorder and I created a show called the Donna Diamond show. I had a theme song and everything. And I would interview people. And then I got, my mom got me like a little tape recorder, like what is the mini tapes? And I would record myself. And the other day I found my, I found one of the tapes and I like went on a deep dive trying to find a a player that you can stick the tape in and listen to it. And literally I'm doing what I always wanted to do. I just didn't know it. Talking to people, connecting with people, asking questions, impacting them, helping them kind of figure that thing out, entertaining them, like making people laugh. I never wanted to be an actor. I never wanted to be that person, but I always wanted to have that connection, that community, you know? Yeah. And I, I agree. I wanted to be like glamorous and just like have my personality be out there like ginger. And I don't need acting to do that. I'm in my own content and it's, it's so much fun. You know, we're, we're both very fortunate because we found our purpose and we're stepping into it. I like to call it, we're stepping into our power as women. Yeah. It feels so good. It feels, it feels amazing. So if we can do it, you can do it. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. So I know you've done a lot on social media and you've used that as a great marketing tool for your business. How can people grow and scale their business on social media? I think a lot of people were used to the old school brick and mortar or just old fashioned commercials. If someone wants to step into the social media space, what advice do you have for them? So Instagram stories is why I have a business. I'm convinced 100% not Instagram post feed, like feed posts, but the stories. Because what I realized very early on is the reason why I was getting calls when I was an acting coach. This is back in 2017-18. Over some of these really big acting coaches that had been around for 20, 30 years for the kids space. You know those that world. I, I got the calls because people got to know me. Mm-hmm. People got to feel like they knew me. People got to know my personality. They got to meet my kids. They got to know, you know, my obsession with Nutella. They got to see that I love to work out. They got to get my personality and my my sense of humor. And I got a, a little bit of a magic tip in there where I was like, show the more I show up, the more I show up as me, but not just like sunshine and rainbows. But right. when I talk about the fact that I struggled with panic attacks, when I struggled, my vulnerabilities, how I was like really, really tired and not sleeping well because I was working too much, the ups and downs of the business. Now I'm talking about when I was working with actors, it, it shot my business to a place that I couldn't keep up with. In fact, I was so busy. And so I, That's why I kind of really started to hone in on personal branding. I think there's a beauty in being able to show up as yourself online. So like you were just saying, when you were a kid, you wanted to be ginger. You wanted to have that like beautiful, glamorous thing. And you realized maybe that's in you. Maybe who you are is that you don't have to put on a costume and play a role. But Rebecca is that online. And, and, you know, maybe you don't have to, you don't have to be in glam to be that person, but we want to see that. I want to know what's in that coffee cup that you're drinking. I want to know about your home and do you have an animal? I want to know about what your day-to-day life is. We are voyeurs as, as a whole. And in this space for anyone that is trying to grow on social media, It's not about hashtags. It's not about, 
you know, um, quality content only. It's about letting people in. And it's about giving people that key to, to feel like they're in your home and getting to know you because I feel like there's just too many people doing what we do. If you Google or, or go on Instagram and search personal branding expert, you will find 4,500 million. <laughs> Not really, but yeah. you'll, you'll find so many. Yeah. But there's only one Donna, right? There's only one Rebecca Whitman. Like there's only one of us. And that's how that's our magic. And if we're not going all in on that, and that is hard to do because I think we're so, so conditioned to put up yeah. a, a, not only just literally a filter on our pictures, but a filter on our personalities. Oh, yeah. But the second that you are opinionated, the second that you have an opinion and you have a viewpoint and you share it, it could be polarizing. It could not be polarizing, whatever. It could be quirky. It could be weird. That's when the magic happens. That is so true. I think people want raw and real. Mm-hmm. Part of the shift that's happened in this pandemic, you know, before this, it was everything's glam and perfect. And even if you look at the reality shows, you know, so many right. reality shows are raw and real and people are just, they're lonely. And when you really show your life and share your life, they feel like they're connecting with you and it helps them with their loneliness. So if you're listening to this on social media, I know we're on Facebook and Instagram, we want to see you. We want to see your life. By the way, I'm drinking chai tea and I want to hear about your Nutella obsession. Now you got my curiosity. Of what do you, I mean, I, wa- I want to see if I can find it really fast. <laughs> Hold on. I am so obsessed with Nutella that I got this for Christmas from one of my friends. <laughs> it's an AirPod case that looks like a Nutella jar and you can open it and put your AirPods inside. I am. If you watch my content, you will know you, Nutella is one of my content pillars. I, I eat so healthy. I work out every day. I am a mover, a doer. You don't look like you eat Nutella a lot. I go to bed every night after I put my kids to bed. I get up into my sleep number comfy bed, which is like a home. I want to live there. And I sit with Nutella and peanut butter and a spoon. And I watch trash TV. And it's my happiest hour of the week. Vanderpump rules, sister wives, real housewives, the trashier, the better. That is awesome. And you do this every day or once a week? I mean, probably like four days a week, maybe, maybe more. It just, I mean, I'm not sitting and eating an entire jar. I mean, I limit it, but I'm telling you, and I know that like people say, oh, it's so unhealthy, sugar. What? Okay, fine. Maybe it is. But I'm in life, like there's, there's not that much <laughs> that you can like really take joy out of. I can do it without the Nutella, but I really enjoy the Nutella and it gives me something to feel like I did it. I, I went through another amazing day, right? Like I made it through and yeah. my kids are in bed and I deserve a reward and I'm not going to pour myself a drink every night. So I'm going to eat some Nutella. And you know what I do instead of Nutella to reward myself when I've had a really productive day is I go Mm. shopping online at night when I'm sitting in my bed. I'll go to like Amazon or another online shopping site and I'll buy myself something. So So I'm telling you, people have these like kind of techniques, something that they do that soothes them, that makes them happy. And I don't believe in judging. Like if you have a problem where you're, you know, you can't stop shopping, maybe then we have to talk about it. If I have a problem where I'm eating four jars of Nutella at night, we have a problem. But Also with drinking, with, with anything, with anything that we do, but in moderation, enjoy your freaking life, right? Like life is so hard. Exactly. So packages are always at the front door. And then (laughs) my husband is always like, oh, there you're buying something again. I'm like, I know I'm kind of like bashful about it because we've been married for a month. I'm like, it's kind of like a little addiction of mine. I like buying like, did you say married for a month? 
Yes, we've been married for a month. <laughs> what? You just got married? I just got married. It Congratulations. Was How long were you guys together for? We were together three and a half years. Wow. Yes. And How did you guys meet? It's both of our second marriage. Uh, we met at a party in the backyard of the owner of my gym. So he had like a backyard summer party and I had just written my book, How to Make a Six-Figure Income Working Part-Time. Love so it. Thank you. I invited everyone at the party to my book launch, which was the following weekend. And Ben showed up, he bought a book and he said, instead of signing it here at the book signing, would you like to sign it over dinner? And I was <gasps> like, absolutely. And we've been together ever since. That is so cute. Yes. Congratulations, Rebecca. Thank you so much. How long have you been married? We got married in 2011. So we're, we just hit 10 years, 10 and a half years. That's great. Congratulations. Yeah, it's, you know, look, we have two young kids, like I said, nine and six, yeah. We're both entrepreneurs. We both work crazy. He takes shows where he's out of town for six weeks at a time sometimes. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot. But, you know, it's a safe, nice, beautiful home that we have in the sense of like, you know, I grew up in a very, very kind of like, you know, divorced parents, stress. So we have a great life. We have a wonderful life. And you're like one of my favorite actresses, Julia Roberts. You're married to a camera guy, which is. Oh, my God. Right. I remember that when she married him. I was like, ooh. Um, yeah, no, he's and he's very involved and he has all kinds of gear. He's really into it. But, you know, this business is tough. It's a tough business. His his hours are crazy. When he works on a show, it's 12, 13, 14 hours. And he can't do it from home. Right. Like he can't be a camera operator from home. So. I'm very, very grateful that I went out on my own and created this life for me. I'm so grateful that I only need a babysitter like six hours a week, right? Yeah. My kids are in school. I pick them up a couple times a week. He helps out when he can. And then we have a babysitter a couple times a week. And we're there for every dinner. We're there for every breakfast. I mean, to be able to be so lucky to find something that you know you can be impactful and do and help people and also make money doing it, but in your own terms, like this was the vision, right? And it doesn't mean that it's perfect. And it doesn't mean that I'm, I'm at the pinnacle. Like I want to write a book. I have all these dreams, right? But we're on the path. Yeah. And it's so great to be able to make money online, you know, at home in your pajamas while being there for all your kids' major milestones. I mean, yeah. that, is, that is such a gift. And I think that's a huge benefit of the pandemic is people like, I don't want to commute in rush hour traffic. I don't want to be in an office and, and miss my kids ball game or ballet recital. And because of the whole economy shift to online, people are realizing you can work from home and be there for your kids and your family. And I think it's such Amazing. a benefit that's come out of this pandemic. There's so, a couple good things that came out for sure. Yeah, that's right. So how can people how can people find their personal brand? Like what if somebody like you said, it's just be yourself, but that is such bad advice. Just be yourself. That's so hard. Yeah. Because people are like, what does that even mean? Who am I? <laughs> what is a personal brand? How do people figure out what their personal brand is? Maybe somebody's listening to this podcast and they're like, oh, you know, I'm ready to like show myself online. And what is my brand? What do I stand for? Who are, who are my ideal clients? How, how do you help people with that? Yeah. I mean, it's to me, 
I didn't realize the significance of a personal brand until I started growing my own. And then now I realize, you know, a personal brand, especially in 2022, when you just said that when so many people are working online, so many people are working remotely and from home. And we, the way that we connect, the way that we find our clients is through digital spaces. It's through LinkedIn. It's through Instagram. It's through Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, podcasts. Clubhouse, right? Like there's all these ways that we're connecting with people, but we're not in person. We're not sitting and, and touching each other's hands, shaking and, and getting to a real vibe. So the best thing that you can do is show that true essence as if you're meeting the person in lo- online. I mean, in person, online. So a personal brand is creating your brand so that you're removing that separation, that digital separation. Um, how does someone create a personal brand? There's so many different like techniques that you could go through it. I take people through what I call a star framework. So I loved the idea of bringing in my casting background when I was casting, you know, so for example, I discovered Zendaya, right? Zendaya from, you know, I mean, Euphoria, all those. So when she was 12, maybe she was 11 at the time. I can't remember. We were casting. It was called Dance Dance Chicago, but it ended up being Shake It Up on Disney. Well, you just had a lot of hearts on Instagram when you said you discovered Zendaya. Oh, really? That's so awesome. (laughs) So, so she came in and, you know, she probably had done, I think at that time she had done some like local magazine type stuff, ads, um, commercials, and then she came into audition and she wasn't a dancer. She wasn't a great dancer at all. Um, Or no, she was, she could dance. She could dance. Sorry. She could dance. She just wasn't like super, you know, she was green. She was green with all the things green in, in, in the acting term means, you know, fresh, like she didn't really have super, super, um, you know, she hadn't gone to acting classes her whole life or whatever, but she was so natural and so beautiful and so adorable. And she came in and she read the role and we were like, we need to see more of that. So what I think about when it comes to acting versus, you know, entrepreneurs, we call something a star factor or an it factor in a casting sense, right? We used to see hundreds of actors for the same role who would say the exact same lines with the exact same stage direction. And a lot of them went to the exact same coach. And yet some of them popped, right? And that's what we used to say, like they pop. They make you want to watch them. They have that thing. Right. They may not be the best actor. They may not look exactly the part, but they, there's something that makes you want to get more. Right. So we bring them back for another audition, right? A callback. And then we want more. And then we do the chemistry test. And then we want more. And then we hire them. And then so on and so forth. So with an entrepreneur, how do you pop? For the consumer, your ideal client, who's out there searching for that coach, searching for that person that creates the website, searching for that service provider, how do you get picked? And the only way to do that is to find your star factor. And all of us have it. And I think what happens is so many of us have it, but we just don't know it's, it exists. We think we're boring. We think we're just like everyone else. We're introverted. We're awkward. We're, we don't realize that that is actually our star power. So I take people through this method where um, I kind of connect it with the en- entertainment industry. So it starts with script S. This is the star, right? S is script. Scripting is clarity around who you are, what you do, why you do it, who you help, how you help them, what makes you unique, what's your why? Okay, so that's S. Mm-hmm. The T for uh, for star is ta- 
test. And if you know, as an actor, the next step after you get your character breakdown is you audition and then you get a callback and then you maybe get a screen test. These are all things that happen in the process. So for an entrepreneur, after you get clarity on what you do, we're testing out your messaging. We're testing out you know, does this feel right? Does my audience resonate with it? Do I really like talking about myself this way? Is this something that lights me up? Mm -hmm. The third step is A, which stands for action. And as an actor, action means go perform, like create, create, create. And as an entrepreneur, it's the same. You've now figured out your messaging and now we're all in action. We are creating content. We're showing up on Instagram. We're showing up on maybe TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, audio, podcasting, create consistent, like consistent creation. And then the final step is R, which stands for red carpet. And when you're an actor, red carpet obviously means you're doing press, you're doing interviews, you're exposing yourself, you're telling everyone about watching the show. And as an entrepreneur, red carpet also means getting visible, getting visibility, getting exposure, showing up on podcasts, collaborations, Instagram lives, and then also how to repurpose and get on all the different platforms so that people can find you in different ways. So I take people through that. And in terms of trying to find that star factor about you, sometimes you just need someone else to, to see it in you. Cause I sometimes struggle with my own, right? You need yeah. someone else to say, Hey Donna, you're so good at A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, I am. I'm going to go all in on that. You know? It's funny because in the clubhouse room that I was in yesterday, you were like, I need to get better at, you know, doing all this social media content. And Molly, who was, you know, that moderating, she's like, wait, that's what you're known for. Like social media content. But it's like, you don't know how well you're doing because sometimes when we're at home and we're creating content, we don't see anything. We don't get like instant feedback. So it's kind of feels like we're creating in a tunnel or like acting with no audience, no crew, no even camera guy, because we're using technology. And it's so important, I think, just to have an objective person say, no, you're doing great. I love your content. Or like you, you can see people's personal brand. And some people just don't know what their brand is. And you're like, no, you're this. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm this. I just think it's such a gift to have someone see you. And I think women who are stepping into their power and the balanced, beautiful, abundant show audience, we want to be seen really for the first time. And we need other people like coaches, like you to encourage women like, no, you got this. You, you can be more powerful. You can be visible to go from visible to visible is such a big step for so many people, especially women. Yeah. And I think that there's always, you're always going to find your people out there. Like no matter how your personality is, a lot of people think you have to have this like super high energy personality to make it on social media or to like stand out. You don't. In fact, like there's some really, really incredible entrepreneurs, podcasters, you know, um, social media experts, whatever, that are very dry, very quiet, very introverted, but are intelligent, but are funny, whatever it is. And, and, They've, they're not my people, maybe, but they're someone else's people, you know, and I think it's it's really cool to have that person. Someone say like it's like when you were an actor, right? And you would go to an acting class and they would say like you would play this really, really well. Right. You're perfect for this kind of a role. That's what people need. That's what entrepreneurs need. Someone to say this is who you should. This is what you need to go all in on. I love that. So how can people stay in touch with you, Donna? 
Okay, so I love, I mean, my my home base is Instagram when it comes to social media. I'm definitely, you know, octopusing it out to a bunch of different uh, places this year. But Instagram is at this is Donna Bowling and Donna is spelled like Dana, which is a whole other story. But um, Instagram is kind of my funnel into my world. You get to see the behind the scenes um, and I'm just having a lot of fun over there. And then, of course, from there, you can go to my website, which is just my name.com, DonnaBowling.com. Awesome. And how can people find you on Clubhouse? My name, Donna Bowling. I'm on Clubhouse. Now I do Twitter spaces. I have my podcasts. You can hear me everywhere. It's, I talk too much. How do you have time for all this social media? Well, last year I went all in on Clubhouse and I spent way too much time, but it was great for my business. But I spent hundreds of thousands. Like, I, I don't even know how many hours I spent there. The problem with social audio is it's it's a lot of time because you have to actually physically like be there for the amount of time. Now I'm going all in on repurposing and I'm actually taking my viewers through it. So my Instagram stories, I asked like a poll if anyone wants to kind of see the behind the scenes of how I'm doing it. So for example, yesterday I created a 10 minute YouTube video, but I recorded it the entire time so I can repurpose it for my podcast. Or now I can splice it up and create reels or I can post the whole video on LinkedIn. You know, so there's different ways that I'm doing it. So I'm not creating so much more, more so repurposing. Yeah. You're getting smart with your content. And I guess so. <laughs> we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. It's going to be on all the major podcast platforms and yet we're only doing one recording. So there you go. Got to be work smart, not hard. Yeah. So this has been so awesome, Donna. I just love your energy. And I feel like we're kind of leading parallel lives because we both left Hollywood and now we're coaching and yeah. your energy is just so fun and uplifting and inspiring. I'm like ready to take on my day. I'm so glad we had this interview in the morning because I'm Me too. Revved up from talking to you. Oh so my thank, gosh. Thank you so much for being on the show. If you're listening on Instagram, take a screenshot, tag me and Donna in your stories. We'll happily reshare. It's yep. a word of mouth podcast. So please give us a five star review and a nice review and share with your friend because we know so many people that can benefit from being balanced, beautiful, and abundant. So thank you so much for your time, Donna. It was great having you on the show. Aw, thank you so much, Rebecca. Who says you can't have it all? I'm proof that you can. You just have to put your life into balance. Too much of anything, money, fitness, socializing, can overtake your life. When all seven aspects of your life work in harmony, you will achieve the balanced, beautiful, and abundant life you've always dreamed of. Please subscribe to hear more inspiring interviews. Is there someone you know who could benefit from this podcast? Please share this podcast with them. Please review this podcast. Your feedback will help me target your needs and plan for upcoming shows that answer your questions and feature guest speakers that can make a big difference in your life. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Rebecca E. Whitman. Feel free to DM me to book a free balance assessment call. And don't forget, stay balanced, beautiful, and abundant.